The Trinity Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of divine spirit. Please enjoy the latest podcast from the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living. So, the thought, the energy, even the effects of fear are as real as someone believes them to be. Now, I really wish I could do an affirmative prayer of some sort for you this morning to totally dissolve any and all fear from your journey or perhaps from the journey of someone you may know who experiences fear of some sort. Unfortunately, I am unable to do so and remain in spiritual alignment with principle. To understand my individual authority and oneness with source, your individual authority and oneness with source is only expressed, only expressed and experienced by affirming the truth of what is, never by recognizing what is not. And what is, is, all that is, is gone wholeness, the fullness, the completeness of the right and perfect activity of the evolution of divine consciousness in, as, and through all that you are every moment of every day. That's what, what, that's what you are. And that's all that is. Now what we can do to dissolve this nitpicky, annoying, fearsome thoughts that some have from occasionally is affirm something like the following. Knowing the ever-present, loving, and supportive energy of the divine mind is all there is, manifesting as my every thought, word, being, and experience. I confidently move forward towards the dreams of my soul and the glorious experiences of my everyday interactions. In full faith, and the courage of the cowardly lion after he got his metal, metal from the great and powerful odds. Work that in pretty well. So there is no great and powerful odds in our life. Unfortunately, there is only a powerful knowing. And that powerful knowing is that since God is all there is, you never walk into the unknown. It's all source energy. You have no need to worry about what might or might not happen as it is the energetic activity of presence transcending through your consciousness to experience more and more of its glory. Fear of doing, being, and living is an excuse of procrastination of the ill-informed, out-of-alignment individual who is not yet tapped into just a willingness, just a willingness to create the life in their heart of hearts they know they not only deserve, but damn well can create. And they create it by putting the power of the heart and soul into their intention to create. The individuals who leave, live their dreams create what they want, when they want, and with whom they want, 
take action beyond the conditioned energy, even while they may feel a little fear. You know why they, that is? Because they know, like they know, like they know. By focusing on their fear, they're not focusing on their higher idea. They're not focusing on their dream. They're not focusing on their truth. The energy of one's focus through one's consciousness may be focused on a feared outcome or a desired outcome. The amount of time spent, the amount of energy expressed is the same. The only difference is the choice. Dale Carnegie said, in action breeds doubt and fear. Action breeds confidence and courage. If you want to conquer fear, do not sit at home and think about it. Go out and get busy. Go out and get busy. Write that business plan. Call up that hottie. Get a gym membership. Ask the boss for a raise. You're not stepping into the unknown. You're stepping into the consistent evolution of the divine. You cannot fail. You have nothing to fear. When you live out of the awareness, it's all God. It's all good. It's all energy transcending into something more in as and through the individual. And you are a badass. James Sincero writes, we just stop. Just stop. Got quiet for a minute or two and looked at things a little differently. We'd noticed the door to what we want being held open for us. Then all we'd have to do is fly through it. I just love it when a quote works for an upcoming event, don't you? So I want to do a quick exercise from the book. It's a great, great exercise. It's from Jen's book, and it helps us make a point. So I'm going to ask you just to, to look around the room for a moment and take notice of all the times that you see red. It might be in the picture on the back wall, the flowers back here, someone's clothes or their hair. Look in somebody's eyes just in case, you know, because I, I, well, I know somebody went out last night. It wasn't me. Okay. Yeah, we're only speaking truth now, baby. All right, so got those images of red? Not saw them? Let, allow them to flow. Hold them in your mind. And now just focus on me for just a moment. Here's the question. How many times did you see yellow? Jen writes, there's probably a ton of yellow. But you didn't see it because you, weren't, because you were looking for red. What you chose to focus on becomes your reality. Choose to focus on God is all there is. Choose to focus on you always walk into that which you know is the good of source. Choose to focus on every aspect of your journey. Being the activity spirit. The active energy of the divine evolving into immeasurable demonstrations as you. Choose to focus on that which is the truth of your being and not the fearsome thoughts and energy of past conditioning. When you do that, you begin to learn how to lean into fear. Lean into the fear. Show it who's lost and drop kick it 
out of our existence once and for all. To be lame into fear, from this point of knowing, from this point of power, you are practicing fear setting, which is the title of our lesson this morning, fear setting. So we have a great little parable about a lady. She goes to the doctor. She goes in. She sits in the exam room. It's a very young doctor. You can tell he's just got his license. And all of a sudden, as soon as she, a couple minutes after she shuts the door of the exam room, she goes running out of the exam room, screaming down the hall. And an older doctor from this practice sees her, calms her down, sits her in another room, and asks her what happened. And she explains. Well, he said, just hang on. And he walked back to where the younger doctor's exam room was and demanded to know, what's the matter with you? Mrs. Terry is 73 years old. She has grown, four grown children and seven grandchildren. Why did you tell her she was pregnant? And the young doctor just smiled and said, well, you know, it cured her hiccups, didn't it? Uh, so, the moral is, when we are centered in our truth, God is all there is. Therefore, God is all I am in experiencing, and nothing anyone says to us or about us. Right? The opinions of others don't weigh heavy on us. What somebody else says is going to happen or might happen is no longer a concern. But this morning, of course, we're in the third lesson of our series, We Believe You Can Fly, and we based the book, on, or based the series on Jen Sinero's book, You Are a Badass, which I have amply named, or Church, You Are a Bad Derriere, or You Are a Spiritual Spark Plug, You Get to Choose. Now, I at least want to provide this suggestion to you. Whatever your fear is, whatever your fear is, remember what we talk about fear being. And yes, we know the old, the old metaphysical version, fear is false evidence of being real. But we've, we've changed the vernacular for us. And we now, for our, for this, our center, we call fear frequency emitting at rock bottom. Right? So it is about that vibration. And that vibration that you're offering to the universe is the vibration that you have been conditioned offer. And if you've been conditioned to offer something, that's because of recurring thoughts, recurring beliefs, and what thought has done, thought may also undo. So you can offer a new vibration. In You Are a Spiritual Smart Plug, Jen writes this. She says, it's so simple. Fear will always be there poised and ready to wreak havoc, but we can choose whether we're going to engage with it or turn on the drown it out and crawl past it. She said, I realized that drowning it out was actually pretty easy, but we've just been conditioned to believe otherwise. We've made being in fear a habit. We've made being in fear a habit. When fear has been transformed into a habit, what fear does is fiddle with the phone until the call comes, as opposed to making the call. Fear hides the jewelry in the paper bags underneath the sink behind the cleanser, 
as opposed to enjoying the jewelry every day. Fear rehearses every word of a conversation with a relative that ended badly, as opposed to just letting it go. Fear counts calories, counts pennies. Fear wonders about a child's friends, a child's grade, a child's future, never trusting that they did a good job. Fear looks both ways, but still refuses to cross, and fear looks twice and still doesn't leave. Fear usually arrives, arrives late, inevitably leaves early, and ends up never going out at all. I know that's not a problem for this group, but we're just saying. Fear does everything except go out and buy the groceries. And none of it, absolutely none of it, is real. It's just old habits, old thoughts. Fear is a no thing attempting to become a something. In the science of mind, Dr. Holmes wrote, fear is the opposite of faith. It is the negation of confidence. Like faith, fear may be conscious or subjective, and if it is to be eliminated, it must be removed consciously and subjectively. So let's get really, really clear here. For note takers, this is your point. This is your time. When fear is rooted in the, subcon in the subjective, subconscious mind, a false thought has been conditioned to become a habit, a way of being. And as we have said, over and over again, what thought has done, thought may also undo. You are a spiritual smartphone. You can take it upon yourself to say, today, I'm going to recondition my energy. Today, I'm going to take one step towards my goal. Today, I'm going to do one thing that allows me to say, I believe in myself. Just one thing. And it doesn't have to be huge. The smallest step, step you can ever take is often what leads to the grandest demonstration. But you've got to be willing to take that step. Just that one step. Choose to not engage fear by walking past it, as Jen wrote, through a process of fear setting. I want to talk to you about fear setting. And fear set, the fear setting process came to my attention via a fellow by the name of I didn't write it down. Oh, well, it came to my Tim Ferriss. It came to my attention by the name of a fellow of Tim Ferriss. And Tim Ferriss wrote a book called Tools for Titans. And I love the book. It's a great book. I recommend it. Um, it's interviews of all these folks that have succeeded in their perspective fields and how they did it. And what Tim noticed was that they all had, did a process of getting past their fears. And so he kind of combined that process together and created one of his own. And we're going to chat about that just a little bit and because it's important for us, if we're going to step out in faith, if we're going to lean into the fear, we have to identify it, right? We have to identify it, and then we have to understand it's not the fear itself, but there's underlying reasons, secondary reasons, as to why we allow that fear to hold us back. And so one of the first steps in first steps in fear setting is you take a page, one piece of paper, and you write what if, at one, and divide it into three columns, you write what if, this is a page called what if, 
And the first column is define. Define all the bad things that could happen as a result of this fear. Whatever it may be. I'm desperately afraid of spiders. One could get on me and I'd scream like a girl. Sorry, ladies. I'd scream like a minister. Anyhow, and then the next thing is prevent. What could I do to prevent these things from happening or decrease the likelihood that they would happen? So I could wear long pants, long sleeves. I could spray myself with off, whatever it may be. Last is repair. These are the three columns. Define, prevent, repair. What could you do to keep those things from happening? What could you do to keep those things from happening? Well, I can call Dan and say, who killed his wife? And the second page is, what might be the effects of, achieve, of achievement of even a partial success? What are the effects of a, of a success in, in killing that spider on the own? Well, I'm going to feel proud. I'm no longer going to get scared. And page three is the cost of inaction. What happens if I ever don't lean into this fear and take action and kill the spider in my home? What am I missing out? Now that's the process of fear setting. And there's going to be a test after service. Actually, I went ahead and took the liberty of assuming that you might want a little more detail. And so I've written these worksheets, these sheets up for you. And if you email me, the sign-up sheet in the back, I'm not going to add you to the list it's not on it, but I will, will email you the process of your and the three sheets for you to use as a guide. Seneca said, we suffer more in our imagination than in reality. And when we put these fears down and we begin looking at, well, what's the reality of them? What am I missing out on by not taking that first small step? We begin to realize what we're missing out on definitely outweighs the definitely outweighs the fear. So I have a choice. I can stay home this Friday night, or I can go online and buy a ticket and say, I'm going to meet Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright. Or, for those that are married, I'll finally find that son-in-law, daughter-in-law that I've been looking for. Understand something. Fear setting will not dissolve your fear. Fear setting will, however, dissolve your arguments for them. Understand that? We'll paraphrase something many of you know. Argue for your fears, and they are yours. We're giving the opportunity to diffuse, to let the air out of the argument. Jen said, we're taught to play it safe and not take risks, and to caution everyone around us to follow suit, and it's become such an accepted part of our social conditioning don't even realize we're doing it. She says, for example, what would what would your immediate response be to someone you really loved and deeply cared about if they said to you with true excitement in their voice any of the following things? I'm taking out a gigantic loan to build my dream home. I'm going to travel around the world for a year by myself. I'm quitting my secure, full-time job to become an actor. For the most part, 
when we watch someone take a leap of faith, our first reaction is to scream, look out. Look out. We've not only made a habit of smearing our fear and worry and doubt all over each other, but pat ourselves on the back for it because we believe it shows how much we care. Ever done that? Somebody's excited because they're going to do something, and you don't want to do it because you don't want to see them get hurt. And what we're really doing, we're not only expressing our concern, but we're projecting our fear. My, my aunt and cousin live in Austin, and I told Dan earlier in the week, I said, yeah, I know they're going to be at that rally. I don't want them to go. But you know they're going to go. I want them to be safe. I had to get that in check. I had to say, I know they'll be surrounded in love and light, and by God, there were over 40,000 people at that rally. For our members that went to the Atlanta rally, same thing. I wanted to go, but we were here doing a workshop yesterday. It was awesome. But we want to, we want to protect them. And in our that protection not, doesn't always come from a sense and projection of love. It comes from a projection of fear. It comes from stepping out of the awareness it's all gone. Nelson Mandela said, the brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers. He who conquers that fear. Are you ready to conquer your fear? Are you ready to do something that allows you to step outside the box? that allows you to say, in one single breath, I am this energy of source coming forward to be expressed. And then allow that one affirmation to carry you forward into demonstration of your dream. But yes. Sometimes we have to wonder, we have to ask how to do that. Think, oh my God, moving my, moving my fear can be difficult. Well, it's not if you just breathe, from what you know, and then say, well, let's get it on paper. Let's look at how rational this is. Let's begin looking at, is there an alternative maybe that I'm not seeing? Am I maybe allowing myself to accept the projection of fear from others? Just as we on others, others project on us. Jen said there's something called the crab effect. If you put a bunch of crabs in a bowl, and if while they're all trying to crawl out to escape, you realize that some of them are trying to pull the ones down that are trying to escape. She says, no wonder you call them crabs. Imagine how different the world would be if individuals were less crab-like. We're not only taught to really truly believe that we are capable of doing all that we set our minds to, all of achieving our highest and best dreams, but we're rewarded and supported instead of conditioned and screamed at for taking two leaps into the unknown. Wouldn't that change the face of this? Of course it would. There's an old Japanese proverb that says, fear is only as deep as the mind allows. We want to ask you today to take a leap we want you to leave here today saying, you know what, I'm going to try one thing. One thing that I've been putting off, one thing that I've been told I couldn't do, one thing that I said or thought 
that, well, you know, that's for somebody else, not, not for somebody like me. And we want you to go out and take that one small step, whatever it may be, whatever it may be, but do it from a place of power. Do it from a consciousness which knows and accepts, I'm never stepping into this. That is all there is. Pure energy is pure love and pure good. All I'm doing is stepping from one version of good into a greater version. Do that. You'll get that gift. You'll manifest that call. You'll get whatever illnesses, concerns you have right out of your dress. Jen writes, all it takes to turn the fear factor around is learning to be comfortable in instead of terrified of the unknown. Be comfortable in the unknown. And this is done through faith. It basically comes down to how you choose to go through your through life. Is your fear greater than your faith in the unknown and yourself? That's the incredible moment you decide. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. And suddenly, the thrill takes over your then you're flying on that magic cloud. You're signing on the dotted line by the house in front of your closet, sliding the ring onto your finger, stepping on the other side of the fear. And when you lean into your fears through the process of fear setting, you're letting that air, that energy out of your ears, out of your fears. You're owning and practicing the realization that God is all there is. Taking action towards your goals and dreams feels as effortless as if it is something you have done over and over again to the point taking action without fear has become your natural subjective space of being. So we're going to call this practice that I'm asking you to do a fear setting and taking supportive action the Miyagi method. Faith on, fear off. Remember that scene from The Karate Kid? Oh, that's off. Right, Mr. Miyagi has Daniel practice waxing the floor. Wax on, wax off. And he had him do that so much that his muscle memory kicked in as a habitual response. Faith on, fear off. Practice this until faith conviction in your spiritual authority is embedded into your spiritual muscle memory as a habitual response. Our affirmation card this week is from Benjamin Disraeli who said, action may not always bring happiness, but there is no happiness without action. It's not enough to plan. It's not enough just to pray, meditate, visualize. You have to take action. To be happy, fulfilled, and loved by any and all who have the common sense God gave them. To be loved. This includes Regis Elba and Angelina Jolie. If they don't love you, leave them alone. They don't have the good stuff anyway. To experience all you deserve, you have to examine your journey and determine 
there has been a false fear holding you back. If so, wait on. You're off. Read them up. Here's what's left. The argument. For fear setting, and then take some action. Set the intention to create and maintain a state of always operating as that confident, courageous, spiritual spark plug that you are. You deserve nothing less. Nothing less. And every time we let a fear get you less, we're saying, well, maybe I, I deserve to prove. Instincts uh, to how many maintain their stories to keep their fear intact. You know the stories I'm talking about? too old, let me tell you about my childhood, let me tell you about my past troubles. These stories that are held are a wonderful opportunity to justify the continuation of allowing fear to control their life. Jen said whatever she, whenever she feels like she needs a little extra kick in the Badinsky, she listens, she turns to Ray Charles, and she wrote this, she said, I often don't listen to music, but I always think about Ray Charles when I need that little extra kick. He was broke. He was a broke, blind minority. He was orphaned by the age of 15 and raised at a time when slavery was not all that distant of a memory. And he went on to become one of the most influential and successful American musicians of all time. Basically, he wasted no time no time on the little woe is meism that I try to hold up against Ray, Ray Charles always will. She says our entire experience on this planet is determined how we choose to perceive our reality. Think Ray Charles, think Ray Charles at the age of 15 had the opportunity to perceive his reality, his story as something to be fearful of. Well, of course. Instead, he perceived his reality through a lens of knowing. Clear awareness that he was special. He had something wonderful to offer. He simply didn't walk into the unknown as he literally couldn't see it. He chose to focus his faith and conviction. He chose to lean into his fear and take positive supportive action. Your story
express ourselves fully. You can learn. It's going to be a journey. You can learn to take flight. You can begin to say, no matter where I am today, wherever I am today, I know it's all gone. And no matter where I'm going to be tomorrow, I know it's all gone. Because it's still I ride of divine hunger. You are here to flourish. You are here to seek, express, and live your highest and best work. Anything less than that, anything less than that, is not living your intention. Today's the day. You get to choose. You get to choose to step forward into the future. And we know that you will. Namaste. All right, if you would please say the offering affirmation with me. Infinite mind, in as and through me, blesses and multiplies my offering. It does its good and perfect work. It does its good and perfect work. And returns to me. And returns to me. Multiplied abundantly. Multiplied abundantly. And if the ushers would Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate.